Okay. Welcome back on the MIC. Hi. I'm so sleepy today. So please bear with me. <laughs> it's one of those days. You mums know what it's like. You just wake up those days and it's just like, yeah, not today. It's one of those days. So just bear with me. <laughs> we have a wonderful guest today. The amazing Charlene Bush. Hi. And I haven't seen you since you were Charlene Shaw. I know. A lot has changed. <laughs> Children, marriage. Literally. <laughs> so much has changed. Careers. Career, yeah. Kids. Weddings. What else has changed? Pandemics. <laughs> Plural. <laughs> um, just recessions. Listen, it's, it's, it's been a lot. It's been a lot. <laughs> I feel like um, we've been railroaded. Mm. And um, so today, quite fittingly, we're talking about wellness. Yes. Because it's just perfect. It's a perfect time for this conversation. Because like I said, today is one of those days where I feel mm. like I need a kumbaya. <laughs> I need a hot stone massage. <laughs> Everything, all the self-care. Yeah, all the self-care, all the wellness, all of that. So today is is that conversation, which I'm happy about. But before we even get into it, let's backtrack. Okay. Update the ladies and gentlemen, just assuming that there's some dads here. What 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 were you up to before wellness became such a big part of your life? So it really feels like a whole other lifetime now. Yeah, that completely different me. Um, so I was a teacher. Mm-hmm. teaching in a school, the standard mainstream school. Um, and I was writing. I was writing my book and was doing quite well, actually, on, on social media and, like, building everything up. And then I fell pregnant and everything changed. Mm-hmm. I think that's, <laughs> I think that's a funny changed. term. Yeah. Fell pregnant. Fell. <laughs> pregnant. Why do we describe it like that? <laughs> Right, didn't it? Why did you say you fell pregnant? Oh, yeah, fell pregnant. Okay, go on. Yeah, and everything changed. And everything changed. I just, and it was during the pregnancy as well. I just felt this real shift, Mm -hmm. and I, I just ignored it. Like the long and the short of it is, I felt the shift, and I kind of questioning like, is this like career wise? Do I still want to teach? Do I want to write even? And I just ignored it because I was like, oh, it's just a pregnancy, mm. it's just hormones, it's fine. So I kind of pushed through, obviously had Jasmine. Um, I actually, after having Jasmine, I was good. Like I found it quite easy. Mm-hmm. I kind of took to motherhood really well, was enjoying yeah. it. I was actually having this conversation a couple of weeks ago I was enjoying it and, and I was fine. Hindsight is a beautiful thing. I actually didn't really go out that much. Like I didn't, I, I did like the baby groups mm. and stuff like that. I kind of did the typical mum life, but I would literally go to the group and come back and yeah. would just stay at home. I would stay at home a lot and like just wait for my husband to come home. And I fell into that like stay at home mum yeah. without realizing. Then I went back to work and that's when I realized, nah, this 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 isn't right. Like something's yeah, not right. It doesn't feel right. Anymore. Doesn't feel right. So, um, handed in my notice at work, 
and started, was still in education, but I started to work for an education um, online platform. Yes. So I was still kind of in education. I was still working with schools, but I was working with more schools. I was working with football clubs as well. So that was really? quite an interesting oh, dynamic. Cool. Yeah. So um, all of the academy players that have like a day out of school to go and play football, they still got to do education on those days, not yeah. kind of in with the football academy doing like work with the with the young footballers and stuff like that so that was a quite a cool dynamic I enjoyed doing that um and then the pandemic hit <laughs> that'll do it mm. and <laughs> throw everything in the bin <laughs> like the entire world yeah <laughs> um was like wow like am I really doing like just question everything. It just made me question everything. So don't get me wrong. I had I had a good time during the pandemic. I actually enjoyed it, like being at home again. And like Jasmine was obviously a little bit older, and Alex was then at home more rather than being out the house mm-hmm. all day every day. So it was nice to have him home. Support. It was just nice. Like we enjoyed our time, but at the same time, it was like still this feeling inside, like you're not doing the right thing you're not yeah. on the right path like this doesn't work ignored it again obviously um as we do as mums we just keep going mm. right um and then because you also think like is this a real is this a real is my gut really guiding me right now like am I really being mm. guided or is this just doubt self-doubt or is this just yeah. like what is it really so comes sometimes we get those feelings but we just power through because yeah we're just not really sure if it's legitimate thoughts or if it's like the enemy, the ops. Yeah, <laughs> that's it. And it's a real, like, it's a real internal battle, isn't it? Because it's like your gut versus your brain. Yeah. Basically, your gut and your heart versus your brain. And it's kind of the whole, but you've got to do this because you've got to provide, you've got to pay the bills. You've got yeah. to, you know, you've got to, my main thing was showing Jasmine at the time, like, I'm a working woman mm. and it's, it's be a working woman. Like it's okay to go after your, your dreams and, and stuff like that. But I was kind of playing that part without actually staying true to myself Yes, and my dreams and, and things that I actually wanted to kind of move into. Um, so it was a, a real wild, <laughs> it's just wild. Yeah. Um, so it's like, it's, it's good to show our kids that you can change your dreams. Yeah. They do actually have to be your dreams. <laughs> like, it can't just be by force. Like, we can't just be doing it for the sake of, oh, I want to show them that they can. I think after a while, our kids can kind of see when we're just mm, oh, not yeah. being authentic or working ourselves into the ground. And like, yeah. what for? This is what you're trying to show me. Literally. For what? <laughs> right. For what? This is the flex yeah. you think it is, mum. <laughs> Literally. I'm so tired of this. Yeah. And the flex mum is not. It's not it, mum. You're grumpy, mum. <laughs> you're grumpy. Facts. Yeah. So, yeah, I had I had all of that. And I just I just kept ignoring it. I was like, no, because this is the way society says you're supposed to be. So I've got to carry on being this person. Then... Obviously, pandemic, so I thought it was great. I did have baby number two. <laughs> okay. Um, <laughs> what else we do? Let's get married mid-pandemic. Mid, like, we literally got married. I feel like just it's the best time to get married. You know what? It was a Personally. vibe. It was a vibe. Didn't have, like, you know, your little <laughs> extended family. Yeah, and I mean, I didn't anyway. Yeah, you didn't, did you? You just went. But people were mad. But if it was yeah. during the pandemic, everyone would have been like, oh, yeah, yeah, you got an excuse. Yeah. 
But oh, yeah, so me personally, as someone who likes a little micro wedding, mm. pandemic was the perfect opportunity. I was yeah. thinking anyone who's engaged should just do it now. Do it, I don't know why it. you guys are waiting. Do yeah. it now. <laughs> well, that was it. Literally, like we we said, we wanted to get married in 2020. I don't know why. I just I had I was fixed on 2020. Mm. That's when I want to get married. Then obviously pandemic, blah blah blah, and it was, is it going to happen? Isn't it? And I said to Alex, like, we we want to do it, so so let's just do it. Mm-hmm. Like regardless of what the restrictions are, we know we can do it. Whether it's just me and him, or if it's family there too. Like we were lucky. We had our families there. There was about ten of us, I think. Right, twelve. 12 at a push um, and it was great. And we didn't have the big like wedding reception and all of that, it was just the ceremony. We had a nice meal, that was it. I was mm-hmm. home in bed by like nine, like <laughs> chilled, calm, it was lovely. It was a really Yeah, nice that sounds world. like a vibe. <laughs> I, it was a vibe, it was a vibe. Mm-hmm. I was pregnant with Amara at the time as well. Oh, you were? That wasn't, that wasn't the plan. <laughs> like, <laughs> We were supposed to get married in the July, August. We were supposed to get married at the start of August. Um, and we pushed it back to October. Mm-hmm. And if we'd have got married in August, cool, would have been fine. Um, yeah. But I fell pregnant in August. <laughs> so if we'd have actually got married on that date, it would have been a nice like honeymoon baby. And yeah. Just to do that. But right. we were just like, well, if it happens, it happens. When I tell you that happened quick, I'm like, wow, okay. Here we go again, number two, let's go. So I was three months pregnant on my wedding day. And I was, That's I had a real thing about that. Well, like, I was like, oh my God, like, I'm a pregnant bride. So what? Like, yeah, that's fine. Whatever. It literally didn't matter. You couldn't tell anyway. It doesn't matter right. anyway. Like yeah. I, I even like it sometimes when you can tell. Like you see, you know yeah. weddings when you see they've got the bump. That's kind of cute. Like, yeah. that's, that's cute. Because then you can show them the pictures and be like, that's you, my Benny. Yeah, you're there. Yeah, you're there at the wedding. Yeah. And to be fair, we use the wedding pictures as like the pregnancy reveal. Like, that's it. Like, not only did we get married, but number two's on the way. (laughs) Number two's coming. Um, And yeah, so having having number two, that's when I was like, okay, something's something's not right within me. Mm -hmm. Obviously not with like having kids or anything like that, but... It was a difficult birth. Yeah. Amara nearly died when she was born. It was very, very traumatic. Oh my goodness. And you would class Jasmine's birth as traumatic as well, but I don't think it Because I remember that. you telling me, yeah. like, not like this. Though. Not like this. Like Jasmine was in no no danger. Amara was. And it was, it was mad. I just remember, I, I just remember like, she she came and, and they were obviously like making sure she was okay. And I just remember the midwife being like, she's okay, can you hear her crying? She's okay. I had just zoned out. I was in, you know, you've got like fight or flight. Mm. I was in freeze. Like I, my nervous system was gone and I was just kind of staring into space. And the midwife came over like, she's okay, she's okay. But even the midwife was like, she's not on this planet. So she just like walked away. It's funny, isn't it? Like when you have kids like, Immediately, it's all about the child and yeah. mothers. Yeah, it's fine. <laughs> you got this girl, you'll be fine. So then I had a lot of guilt surrounding that because Amara had to go to intensive care. She was only there for a couple of hours. Like she made a fast recovery and she was good. But um, it was she was gone for a couple of hours. And so I didn't have that initial... Um, like the skin to skin. Skin to way. skin and all of that. Like I did with Jasmine and then there was a lot of guilt. Oh, well, Jasmine got it and Amara didn't. And just mm. like, doesn't matter in hindsight. Yeah, it doesn't. Fine. 
she's good but still in the moment in the when your hormones yeah. are all over the place yeah I tell someone it doesn't matter it was yeah that's it it was, <laughs> it was it does in the moment yeah. yeah and uh that was it then that was like the real start of a knowing that I needed to look after myself but b not understanding how mm. so obviously came home from hospital everything was fine I was just kind of pushing through Definitely had postnatal depression, definitely had PTSD. Mm-hmm. That was diagnosed like a few months later. Um, and it was only because I had a real breakdown, like a real breakdown. And I was like two months old and I was like, I can't do it. Like Alex literally ran the hospital. Like, I don't know what to do. My wife is having mm. a breakdown. Like I need to support her. How do I support her? I was just, couldn't do it. I couldn't do it. Mm. And I, obviously I could. We're super women, do you know what I mean? Like, we can do it. But we're still human. But in that moment, yeah, I, yeah. I just couldn't, I couldn't do it. And I had a lot of guilt and Alex is a better parent than me. That was a big thing. Like, he could handle the, he still can. He can handle the girls on his own, both of them together, like it's nothing. Hmm. And I was struggling massively. Um, and still, do you know what I thought the answer was? I've got to go back to work. <laughs> As I'm back at work. What was that ever the <laughs> work let me tell you I did not dream of labor Uh, I went back to work I went back to work in September and I went back into a school setting oh god so it was like comfort right that comfort like I knew this is what you know yeah it's what you know so I knew it wasn't right but in my head I was like that's the only thing that's going to get me through this I need to go back to work (laughs) like I say it now and I'm like wow you really were delusional Mm, to relieve that yeah and so I went back to work in the September. So Mara was only like four months old. And I was like, I've got to do it. I've got to do it. So I went back four days. Not only did I go back to work in a school, it wasn't a mainstream school. I was in a hospital. So I was working with sick children. Oh God. Okay. That's the very last thing you need. Right. Trying to get through your PTSD. Yeah. By going into a hospital setting with really, really sick children. But, yeah. No. Yeah. Honestly, I, I don't even know why. I, I don't. <laughs> it's everything for a reason, right? Everything yeah, for a reason. Yeah. But maybe that's what kind of shook you and made you realise, like... Mm. It just well, it says. Yeah, it, it just... It stopped me dead. Like, I went... I went back in and was fine. And was like, this is exactly what I needed. <laughs> like, it's just distraction, isn't it? You're distracting mm. your thoughts. And so I just kept going and going and going and just ignoring... My body was screaming at me, like, you need to rest. You, like something's not right you're not in the right job you're you you need to rest like above all your body needs rest like you've gone from a traumatic birth into having two kids wild so amara was born what month april and you went back in september September. so how many months is that i'm bad at maths maybe in july august <laughs> five months Ooh, okay five, so she was right. five months almost six months um and she was still like she was young like, yeah luckily my mum stepped in and was like I'll I'll have her if if this is what you want to do. I'll have her. I'll look after her whilst whilst you're at work. Mm. She's too young to go to nursery. Let me tell you, Amara was not too young to go to nursery. Like she is no something else. That girl. Yeah, no. I think six months. She, a lot of people yeah. go to nursery. Yes, yeah, she she was fine. I mean, like I was lucky, like financially, brilliant. Thanks, mum. Appreciate you. Mm. Um, her and herself as a person, like. She thought she would have been fine in that. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Of course. Um, but yeah, I just I just kept going, kept going, kept going. Um, got through to Christmas. 
caught COVID over Christmas. Um, again, just didn't give myself time to rest. Mm. Because in my head, I was like, I've got to go back to work because I've got to pay the bills and I've got to do this. And I was just in what I know now. I was just in fight or flight. Mm. I was just in survival mode rather than actually accepting how I was feeling. I was just like... I mean, you knew you knew you needed something, but you were just going to your defaults. Yeah. Just to the things you knew. Yeah. Yeah. Right? Because our, our brain's on autopilot. I, I, this is one thing I learned once I was off. Um, by the time we're 35, our brains, it's like 90... 7% is on autopilot. We right. don't even know what we do. Like, we're just doing things because our brain's killing us. We're not actively thinking, is this a good idea? It's just, this is what we know, right? That's wild. So that's that's where I was. I was like, this, this is what I know to do. So I've just got to keep going. My body was like, Charlie, <laughs> I'm going to I'm gonna get you to slow down. I came home from work. I started having seizures. That was my what? world. Just like that? Yeah, I literally got home from work. Um, just a normal day, put the girls to bed. And it was about nine o'clock at night and I just started having a seizure. What? What, what, was your, what was your husband like? Was he freaking out? Yeah, he was freaking, he was like, so a little bit of backstory. I had what I know now to be seizures um, in the August before I went back to work. So Amara was born in April. In August, I had like a short, couple of seizures and my speech went and when I went to the hospital then they'd put me on antidepressants because of the postnatal depression and they were like it's just the antidepressants just stop taking them like they really brushed it off mm. um but in my head that fit the narrative perfectly oh this is the reason so take take that away and I'll be fine again and I was mm. because I like thoughts become things right like I knew that I'd be fine if I stopped taking them so I was and my body just played the part um, so then when it happened again in the January, Alex was like, this isn't, you're not even on the medication. Like, yeah. What the hell? Like, I mean, he was scared at that point and I was scared and we did, we didn't know what to do. The girls were asleep. Like, so we just waited until the morning. So I was having seizures all through the night. He was like, obviously staying up with me, making sure I was okay. Like, are you sure? Like, should I bring the ambulance? But in my head, I was like, I'm fine. Cause it was, it, I was having these seizures, but my mind was fine. Mm. And I was able, like, in my head, I was like, I'm okay. I just need to let them pass. It was really weird. Um, so the next day I went to the went to the hospital. I was there all day, seizuring up, like, shaking. I still need that. Seizuring up. But me. Seizuring up. No, I, I took Jasmine to school that morning. What? I still took her to school. After having seizures all night? Yeah. I would have been like, Got get up. somebody else to do it. Right. How about a pen? Right. I would have been like, absolutely not. No, not yeah, my brain, my, my brain was like, you need oh, to take your daughter to school. Like me. I was so far gone. <laughs> yeah. I was so far gone. I got up, I took her to school. I was shaking. The, the school's only like five minutes away from the house. I was, my arms were going the whole way down. And Jasmine's there like, mommy, you're jiggling like a skeleton. I'm oh, like, yeah, God. that's all it is. Don't worry, because I didn't want her yeah. to worry. I didn't want her to feel scared. So I was, again, you just mum mode, like, I don't want my daughter yeah. to see oh my what's going on. So we made a joke out of it and I took her to school and then I came back and then I said, right, can I, can I go to the hospital in Yeah. Alex, but, uh, yeah. So he took me down there. It was still, um, you can't have anyone with you in the waiting room and all of that. Right. And I'm just there like shaking away. Um, they didn't know what was wrong. Long, long and short of it, I had scans. I had everything. They didn't know what was wrong. 
um, a couple of weeks later, like they were, so I was having up to 30 or 40 seizures a day. Mm-hmm. Um, I was pretty much bed bound. 30 to 40 a day? What? Mm. Yeah, and I'd just kind of get up in the morning and sit on the sofa. That's exhausting. So exhausted. And, but still, because I didn't understand it, I was still like, I've got to be a mum. I've got I've got to get up. I've yeah, got to do it. So something's got to give. Yeah, you know? it's got to give. And like my body was like, what, you're still not listening? Have another one, have another one, have another one. And it was just constant. And then my speech would go. So I'd literally like just be stuttering, couldn't get my words out. Um, or just couldn't speak at all. Mm. I would have paralysis. So um, the the work, when I realised like this this was rock bottom. Alex did the school run because like you can't anymore. You cannot do yeah. Um, so he you're stubborn, Charlene. Stubborn <laughs> hell. Stubborn you're as stubborn. hell. Yeah. <laughs> um. So he he did the school run, and I was like, okay, I'm gonna have a shower. I'm gonna you know. I'm fine. So <laughs> I was in the shower and I was like, I'm not okay. Like I just had a funny turn and I was like, okay, you need to get out of the shower. You can't, like, this is hazard. You need to get out. So I forced myself out and I was walking into the bedroom and my body just stopped and I just fell to the floor. Oh my God. And I couldn't move. So I had full paralysis basically. And I was just lying there crying, just crying my eyes out. And because it's just like you feel yeah. powerless. Yeah. And don't have control of your body at this yeah. point. And I was just lying there thinking, this is it. Like, this is this is rock bottom. And, I, and you know, all the worst case scenarios, I was like, Alex is going to have to quit his job and look after me full time. Um, the girls are going to become young carers because they're essentially going to be looking after me when they're not at school. Mm-hmm. Um, my job, gone. Career, gone. Every, and I was just lying there, just crying. Alex came back and was like, where is she? But I couldn't speak either. So not only did I have the paralysis, I couldn't, I couldn't speak. So he's like running around, like trying to find me. He's come upstairs and just, I'm there like naked on the floor, like rock bottom. And he was like, this is right. Like he's taking me back to the hospital at that point. Um, and he's in panic mode. So I remember him just chucking the dressing gown over me and getting me in the car. And I'm like, I'm naked on the mission. You can't take me to the hospital like this. And he was, he was just gone at that point. He was like, I just need to get my wife better. Took me to the hospital. I'm like, I'll just get out on. Yeah, underneath the kid. But also, I'm still like having seizures and stuff. I love my dressing gown. I don't I'm like, oh my God. See, like, oh, it was wild. Just trying to make what you can do. Yeah. That's it. But you know what? It took that. It took him to go in there and be like, there is something wrong with her. Mm. We need to get to the bottom of it because they yeah. were kind of bobbing me off, bobbing me off. And it wasn't until he came back. And was like, I am not leaving until something is done. Mm-hmm. And that's when they were like, right, okay, this is serious actually. And and but it was that nothing was shown up on the scans. Mm-hmm. Blood test clear, scans clear. There was nothing wrong with my brain activity to indicate why the seizures were starting, right, or anything like that. So um, to this day, do they know why? I know why. The hospitals and any hospital setting would just be like it's it's an anom- 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 anomaly 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 <laughs> girl. <laughs> well, feet still <laughs> feet. Um, yeah. So they eventually, I had um, I had an appointment with a neurologist. Um, I was in 
the waiting room and I was panicking. So my seizures were getting worse. So I'd already started to clock certain mm. things. So if I had too much coffee, my seizures would start. If um, if I was worried or anxious, my seizures would start. So I was starting to kind of piece things together. Mm. I'm like detective at this point, like what is going on? Um, was in the waiting room, worried, nervous, seizures started. The neurologist came out. You don't need to put it on like we're here to get to the bottom of it. Why would you say that to She you? said that. Yeah, it was a man, it was a man. It was a man. <laughs> what? No, no need to put it on, like, with it. Shocked. Yeah. Alex you... was fuming. <laughs> oh, yeah, because what are you talking about? Yeah. Are you like, sick? Yeah. Sorry, I'm mad. Wait, I want to fight with somebody. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, wow. Like, I can't. Why would they say something yeah. like that? That's These it. people, you know, no compassion. No, none. Did you report him? Did he get fired? No, I didn't, you know. I did Should in a way, it sounds weird now, but in a way I'm like, I kind of get why he was the way he was. Because I got in there, he did all the tests, and he was like, Right, you've got functional neurological disorder. I'm like, I've never heard of this before. Mm. What is it? Like, we we were searching everything. Like Alex thought I had Parkinson's, we thought I had MS, mm. like we thought it was bad, bad. Mm -hmm. Um I mean, you can still function with those things, but you know, we yeah. thought it was like lifelong. This is lifelong too, but you've got a functional neurological disorder. Here's a website. You've just got to be more mindful. That was, that was it. That was a diagnosis. Off you go. You're discharged. You've got FND. Here's the website. And now you've just got to do all, all your own research. Yeah. But in a sense, you kind of was coming to that conclusion yeah. yourself because you were starting to realize, oh, when I do this. Yeah. Yeah. So that was that. That was in February last year. Um, so between Feb and September, when I went back to work again, why? We'll get to that in a bit. <laughs> why? Um, yeah. So if someone was a person, literally, <laughs> literally. Oh. You know that saying: if you don't pick a day of the week to rest, your body will pick it for you. That's you, that's. The I wouldn't want like... Yeah, that's me. Like yeah, just. Yeah, anytime. Anytime you got any friends, but like, look at Charlene. Look what happened to her. Like, please rest. Because you're, it's like your body's begging you. Yeah. And you still were like, I'm going back to work. Yeah. Yeah, no, Screaming that's not. at me. That ain't it, girl. No, it's not. <laughs> I know that now. Listen, I will take a rest if I need a rest yeah. now. <laughs> but yeah, so I, I left there and it, it was weird because they'd obviously can't drive until you've mm. got a diagnosis. You can't drive. So I'd gone like seven, eight weeks without driving. And then I go in and he's like, you've got FND. There's no reason why you can't drive. Basically, it's all in your head mm. um, without saying it's all in yeah. your head. So I kind of came back and I'm doing the research and I'm like finding like little Facebook communities. And I'm like, oh my God, I'm part of something. Mm. I put myself in a box. Yeah. So I was like, I've got a diagnosis. This is what I've got. This is me now. Mm -hmm. This is my identity. I've got FND. Um, and obviously the communities are just communities of people like moaning, vi victim <laughs> mode, like, oh my God. <laughs> my symptoms like are this bad and like oh you think you've got imagine. that this is what i've got and it's and that's yeah it wasn't so for me I'm thinking, <laughs> this is not like as much as like i put myself in a box like i've got fnd now that's that's not me like i'm mm. not i'm not that person i'm too positive i'm too you're happy. not like too... yeah right but yeah i just kind of thought this this isn't me like i need to i need to get myself out of this and mm. if it is in my head I need to think myself better. Yeah. Right? So I was doing all the research and the research wasn't looking good, to be honest. Like it was 
only 40% of people get better and it can take eight to 10 years. Eight to 10 years. Yeah. So then I'm like, oh my God, it's going to take eight to 10 years. Like, oh, this is me forever. Um, and just, I, I got really caught up in that. So on the one hand, my rational brain was like, you can fight this and you've got this. Mm. But when you're hit with all of these figures and all this information and you're like, wow, like this is actually my life now. Mm -hmm. And a friend of mine was like, Charlene, if you can't change it, just embrace it. Mm -hmm. And the minute you actually meet it with that compassion almost, that's when things are gonna start to change. Oh my goodness, I needed to hear that because the minute I accepted it, mm -hmm. it was like, actually I, I've accepted it. So now I can control it. And that's when I was like, self-care, wellness, that's not just a buzzword in the industry. No. Like that is life. We need to look after ourselves. We've got one body, like, you know, everything's started to kind of fall into place. Yeah, yeah. I was like, okay, like, and that's, uh, that's why I kind of almost pivoted, especially on social media. Like it took me a while to come out and be like, this is what's been happening to me. I mm. really... And you know me, I'm all over social media, like, way, like, loving life. And I was just, like, quiet for months. And eventually I was like, no, I need to I need to share this because not only is this, like, a new thing that people are getting diagnosed with, but also um, we're only hearing all of the horrible stories. And actually, I want to be the person to say it doesn't have to be like that. Mm. Like, we are not our diagnosis. We, right. we can have a good quality of life and yeah. it doesn't need to be as bad and as debilitating as as others have it mm. and that's when it's like it's it's a personal thing like and this whole journey I've realized the reason the seizure started in the first place I was not open to talking about the traumatic birth with Amara mm. I, I shut it down like I've got to be a mum now. I've got two kids, so I can't talk about it. I can't, um, I can't even, I can't even think about it. So I just shut it down. Our bodies are incredible. They store everything. Yes. You think my body forgot that I had a traumatic birth no. and that my daughter nearly died? Like, of course it didn't. Mm. But I dislodged it from my brain. So I was like, it's out of my brain. It's it out of my body. In your body, it was trapped. Yeah, it was trapped in my hips. To be specific really yeah trauma especially like with women like and like birth and and anything to do with like childhood it all gets stored in our hips mm. um it's weird like different body parts that's a whole other podcast episode that's not really <laughs> but different body parts like reflects different yeah different like traumas and different states and it's mad um but yeah that's when i kind of basically was like I need to make myself better. I need to share what my journey's been. Mm. Um, and the minute I started doing that, the minute I started to get better. And I was right. like, okay. And I had cycles and I had like, I used to call them seizure cycles. I'd like fall into one. And now I'm really good at getting myself back out of them. Like I'll have one and they're rare now. They're like, I had one a couple of weeks ago, but before that I hadn't had one since like June. Wow. Like, that. like I'm really did a 180 on it and was like eight to 10 years. Now nah, let's try eight to 10 months. Like, mm -hmm. let's go. Um, now I can get myself back out of them. But it's for me, like for anyone, we're in cycles. Everything is a cycle, right? And you can't be happy forever and all of that. Like you need to be more neutral. Yeah. Right. Um, but for me, like for others, they might have like a, a real high and then their bit of a low is like, 
you know, they stay at home for a weekend or, you know, you yeah. go a little bit depressed and, and you kind of don't want to see anyone or whatever. And that's that. For me, it's like, like just have seizures and, and all of your oh, symptoms no. come back and then you kind of get back out of it. So it, I've got the real extreme of it. Mm. Um, but I'm getting there. I'm getting you there. You were always really good with looking after yourself. I remember. Yeah. Like, you used to go to the gym. Or, like, yeah. that was your thing. Yes. So what, how did that, I don't understand how, well, I guess, and I don't understand how your body responded to like, being stressed and overworked in that way. Yeah, I, I mean- Because it's not that you never used to take care of yourself. Yeah, that's it. And I still don't quite understand it. Yeah. Like, well, do you know what? When the pandemic hit and all the gyms closed, I didn't go to the gym. True. I, st- I stopped and I was kind of doing home workouts, but me and Alex were also going to Tesco's every day and like eating badly and like we were, we were cooking from scratch and all that. We weren't like just eating takeaways and stuff, but we we weren't particularly eating the best foods every single day. You know, we were cooking, but it was unhealthy food, and we were having like wine and and stuff like that in the evenings. We watched the Marvel movie marathon. That was fun. <laughs> like it was a vibe. Lockdown was a vibe. Movie. yeah. Every night we put Jasmine to bed and watch another one. Like it was brilliant. Um, <laughs> But again, in hindsight, like we weren't being that healthy. Mm. So my health kind of went down. And the minute I was kind of like, do you know what? Like, this isn't me. Like, I need to actually start exercising. Like, the gyms had opened again at this mm. point. I was like, I, I need to start exercising again. I need to look after myself. <laughs> like, the day after I found out I was pregnant, I was like, I'm pregnant. <laughs> let's just chill again. Like, let's eat. And so my second pregnancy was nowhere near as healthy as my first mm. one was. And I think that's. If if I could pinpoint it, it's probably that. Like the the pandemic hit, everyone was like thrown into this mm. madness. Um, so I stopped looking after myself on that in that way, like in a healthy way. And then and then I fell pregnant. And my pregnancy with Amara, like the pregnancy was harder compared to Jasmine as well. Yeah. And I do think that was a health, like because I wasn't at my healthiest either i feel like maybe it just shows up differently in everybody yeah so maybe that's just how it showed up yeah yeah that makes sense that does make sense yeah and then it it was almost like a when you've got one child it's kind of it's it's easier in in obviously especially like i've I've got alex so i'm grateful you know Mm -hmm. it was always you need to do something cool i've I've got jasmine or or vice versa but when you throw two in you've always got one yeah like you know (laughs) And uh, I just found it harder. And I had so much guilt, like just so much guilt surrounding motherhood and really? my role as a mum. Yeah. And, mm. and like, I I think I did really, really well with Jasmine, like just having one, but just throwing in two for me, I just, it really rocked me. And again, like, why? What are some examples of that? Why would that create um, more guilt? Because I mean, I know mum guilt is a thing. Yeah. For everybody and everybody gets guilt around different areas of motherhood. Yeah. And sometimes it's completely seems completely irrational, but yeah. it's just I don't know, it's unexplainable like why a certain thing makes you feel guilty. But I've never really heard this side of it before. Like yeah. the guilt coming in after just because you like after just two. I went to two. Yeah. yeah. Um I think I think I so I had the I had the traumatic birth and so I was very fixated on right. Amara needs to be okay. Mm-hmm. And she was fine. Like mm-hmm. she was absolutely fine. Like she made a really quick recovery and, and the, even the doctors were like, 
she's just a good baby like she's mm. just recovered it's fine and nothing wrong with her but because it was a traumatic birth I was like she needs she needs more attention yes. so then I'd get caught up with that Jasmine needs attention and I'll I'll never forget like she must have been like three four days old and I Alex went just popped to the shops and we were potty training Jasmine and I was breastfeeding Amara and then Jasmine was like I need a wee I need a wee and I've I couldn't, I couldn't help her. Mm. And she was still like, she was only like, just coming up to two and a half. And she was like, I can't get my trousers off. And I was like panicking. Cause I was like, oh no, I don't need. She wets herself, she wets herself, like it's fine. Mm -hmm. But in my head, like it was a massive thing. Yeah. And Alex came back and I was just crying. Like Aww. still feeding Amara and I was just crying. Like Jasmine wet herself and it's my fault. Cause I couldn't help her. Cause I was sat with Amara and like, that's one example, but it would be like every day there'd be something. I was just really torn. And also, this is the first week. No. Literally, yeah. you know. <laughs> and I'll never forget, Alex's mum came over. Love her. She's like proper Nigerian woman. She was like, a baby never died from crying. <laughs> That's true. And I was like, why? Like, of course. <laughs> and that kind of shifted a lot for me. She was like, what? but you know she was like real like i'm not molly fodling you like a baby did die from crying just get up and get on with it and <laughs> like that was I, I needed that because i was so fixated on oh my baby's crying yeah i can't get mara to stop crying like amara was quite a difficult i hate saying difficult baby but she was it was harder than jasmine jasmine's mm. dream baby like she slept everything amara opposite so that i struggled with because I just assumed she'd be the same. Mm. So I struggled with that. And there was a lot of guilt with, like, I shouldn't be feeling like this. But I felt like Amara was difficult. Thoughts become things. So Amara was difficult because I felt like she was. Mm. So anything she did, I was like, I can't handle it. Right. But at the same time, my daughter nearly died. So I can't leave her with anyone else. Yeah. I can't, like, she stays with me. Alex, like, took them out. <laughs> Let this art. Oh, he deserves a medal <laughs> for the way he dealt with me in the dreads right. of postpartum. Like he he took them to give me a break. Could I switch off? Absolutely not. I was like, you've forgotten her nappy bag. Okay, I'm just gonna buy nappies. You can't just buy nappies. Fine, Alex's. I'll just buy nappies. Like anything he tried to do, like nothing was good enough. Right. And so oh, I would man. take it out on him and like. And it's just like, girl, you need a nap. Yeah, that's it. All I needed was sleep and a bit of food, like, and just, just me time, just be self care. But I just could not allow myself. It was almost, it was guilt. It was guilt. Yeah. I, in my head, I'm the reason that Amara nearly died. She's, I wasn't the reason. It happened. These things just mm. happen, and it's no one's fault. No one's fault. Yeah. But in my head, I'm the mother. I'm the one that's supposed to give birth. So I'm the problem. And I could not shift that guilt. Mm. And I still got it a little bit now. Alex is like, Amara's your favourite. I'm like, no, she's not. But please don't shower her. <laughs> I was like, be joking that. You're not detective. Yeah. I'm because of all of Yeah. And like, she's the youngest. But now, when I tell you, I've created a rod of my own back. Oh, this girl. Oh, no. Like, she is proper like, I'm the youngest. I'm the baby. And I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> I've created this. But yeah, yeah. Yeah, but that, that guilt, that's what it was. The guilt stemmed from yeah it's my fault yeah. i'm i'm the reason i think it's like it's like a um double-edged sword so it's like initially 
he was struggling with her different personality. Different personality to Jasmine. So he was struggling with that. And so then you felt bad about the fact that you were struggling with it. So then he overcompensated by being yeah. over like, you know, sweetie with her. And now it's like... <laughs> Honestly, the child yeah, now. It's like a... Back and forth, but that yeah. kind of stemmed from guilt, I Ooh. guess, initially. Yeah, it comes out in weird ways. Yeah, really weird ways. Oh my gosh. And I think one guilt is just one of the things that it's like, it doesn't, it just doesn't make sense. Yeah. It doesn't make sense. We feel guilty about things that don't make sense. But it's like at the same time, only a mum can understand why. Yeah. Why it doesn't make sense. Yeah. Exactly. It's mum guilt. Because if you tell anyone who's not a mum, they'll be like, what is all of you? If you tell another mom, they'll be like, yeah, I get it. Yeah. They might not have the same guilt as you, but mm. they understand what that what guilt feels like. Yeah. And it's weird. It's so weird. It's such a weird emotion. What's it like now? Um, better. A lot better. Because now I listen to my body. So if, if my body's saying no, Alex, yeah. you're going to have to step in. Sorry. Mm. I need to rest. Like I'm, I'm, but I'm unapologetic about it. Yes. Whereas before, and to a certain extent now as well, like I'm, oh, are you, are you, like, like coming here this morning, like last night I was getting myself so like, oh, like I've got to get the girls to school and I've and I've got to like I've got to get I've got to get here and does like I'm, Alex was like, well I'll just do the school run. Yeah. Like, no, because because I was on a course last week, so I was like, right. oh, but you had the girls for three days last week on your own whilst I was on my course and. Did, I'm their dad. Like, you need me to take <laughs> yeah. them to school. I'll take them to school. Like, but I built it up in my head. Mm-hmm. Perfect example. But it's I'm a lot. I'm a lot better now. Yeah. If I need to rest, I will rest. And um, part of that was realizing. So I went back to working again. September just gone. I got myself better. I really thought to go back. I I don't know why. <laughs> I do know why. I was trying to fit myself into a hole that just wasn't my shape anymore. Like. Mm. I've grown. I'm not that person anymore. I, I almost don't even identify as a teacher anymore. Yeah, like, I know the feeling. Yeah, like, and and it's just, it's got to that point where it's like I literally cannot do something that isn't aligned with what I want in yeah. life. I'm not doing it anymore. And but I obviously still tried to go back. <laughs> so I went back in September, but October I panned in my nose and I was like, no, nah, I'm not doing. Yeah, it. I can't. Like, it, it's just not me. It's anymore. just been a back and forth for you. Yeah. But well, also, are you finally at the point where you realise this ain't this ain't what you need to do? Yeah, doing? but only now, like a year on, mm. only now, like I went through a whole like twenty. What a year last year was. <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like, and only now I'm like, oh, actually, I just need to change my lifestyle mm-hmm. a bit, it. and change your job. Yeah, and change my job. Honestly, the weight when I hand in my notice, and I'm lucky, right? Because I know not everyone has um, that option where they can just quit their job, mm-hmm. like. I'm in a job where, or I'm, I'm trained in a profession where, okay, if I need some money, I'll just go do some supply for a couple of days. Yeah. Like it's it's easy, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but I kind of I went back and tried to fit back in. Realized very quickly that I couldn't, but more so because of Alex. Like he's just gone through his wife. It like thinking his wife is going to die, thinking mm-hmm. he's going to be a single dad, thinking that he's going to be a carer. He's gone through all of these things. And I don't think, like, is it, there's just not that space for dads to kind of let that out, right? There is not that space. Bless him. Like, he went through so much. His dad got diagnosed with cancer last year as well. So he's been through a lot. He, he's gone through a lot. And then there's me like, I can go back to work now. But but me going back to work meant Alex was doing a school run morning and afternoon. Mm-hmm. Alex was doing dinner. Alex was 
doing Jasmine's hair in the morning. Like he's a sick hairdresser, but um, <laughs> yeah, he does he does her hair really well. But um, he was doing all of the things that I guilt mum guilt was like I should be doing. But you see, this is the thing: mm. the husband, yeah. You're essentially the leader of your family, not the protector, a covering, mm. or everything. Yeah. You have more responsibilities. It's just, it's the job. Yeah. It's the That's job. Comes with the job. So, comes yeah, with your kids it. need you, your wife needs you, you've got to make money, you've got to make sure everyone's okay, yeah. taking care of, safe. Like, that's that's the job. Yeah. So sometimes I do feel bad, but then at the same time, I'm like, you picked the job. Well, you yeah. picked the job. Yeah. You, were born, you were born what you were born. So that's, yeah. You know, but at the same time, that is the job. Yeah. And like this morning, I just got so exhausted, and you saw my husband like trying to set up this thing for me. Mm. I do feel bad, but at the same time, I'm like, this is his job. <laughs> this is what he does. This is his job. Yeah. He's supposed to take care of me. Yeah. No, 100%. Yeah. And, but the whole time, he didn't moan. He didn't complain about yeah, anything. Yeah, no, they he don't. They got they off, get on off it. it. They get on with yeah. it. Yeah. But with me, like, I was coming home from work, and but I'd come home from work, like, halfway through dinner. And he'd, like, been, obviously, dad doing all of the stuff, then still trying to work, dealing mm. with his, his dad's cancer diagnosis and he was under a lot of stress and pressure sure. I was like oh wow and there's me just literally getting up in the morning swanning off to work and coming back like it's stressful for me too don't get me wrong like I'm obviously battling trying to keep my FND in check trying to get fit back into work deal with like mum guilt massively because then I was out the house four days a week and they were used to me off for eight months mm. and I was doing school run and I was doing everything when I, when I got a lot better um, and I kind of saw a change in Alex and I was like, wow, he's he's struggling. He'd never tell me, but he's struggling. Yeah, and they don't yeah. say it and they need, yeah. And and that's when I was like, okay, this is actually, it's not even, it is is primarily about me to quit my job. But this is about him as well. Like mm. he needs me to do this because he actually still enjoys his job and, and still wants to do that alongside yeah. his music and, and the label and all of that. He He wants to do this. I don't care anymore. I don't want to be contracted to a school anymore. I don't want to do that. So why am I doing it? Like, let me just hand him a notice and mm. go. And that decision, oh my God. So much better for the, yeah, the for everyone. Family. Yeah. Yeah. And it, and it wasn't even a, <sighs> like, I think I was very stuck in career mode. I was very mm. stuck in, and that's okay. Like, of course that's we can okay have a career. What you want. Yeah. But I didn't want, this career anymore mm. and I was like okay it's time to actually just face the music and be like this isn't what this isn't aligned with me anymore so it's got to go got to release yeah. the things that don't serve you release anymore. it like it's like and there was a lot of guilt surrounding all I've ever wanted to do is be a teacher like all I've worked towards is being a teacher in school and you have to grieve yeah you have to grieve but at the same time it's got to go yeah it, it had to it had to and there was a lot surrounding my parents as well I was like they've supported me in becoming a teacher and that is all I ever wanted to do from like year eight like it's all I wanted to do that's a whole other story that's another mental block I had just it's all I wanted to do so I've got to carry on doing it no and I bet they're still supporting you now yeah of course exactly. I was like you know what I'm handing it in I'm not doing it anymore mum I'm not doing it anymore dad cool we yeah, got you. Yeah. It's like, we oh. tell ourselves that these things are going to be issued. They're not a problem at all. They were literally like, okay, like, you're a grown woman now. You're 31. Like, 
you've got a husband and kids and a mortgage. Do what you need to do, girl. Okay, mum. Okay, dad. Like, I thought you were really good. Like, I thought I was going to get grounded. <laughs> Why do you think that they care? Yeah, it's true. Like, we like, just... <laughs> we built it up because at no point did they ever say, if you quit your job, we're not going to be very happy with you. Yeah. And at no point would I say that to my kids. So why would I think that exactly they would would do that, disown me because I don't want to be a teacher? Like you do what you have to do to support your children and it's never an issue. Yeah. So if if your children ever turn to you and say, oh, I don't want to do this job anymore, like that wouldn't, that's not going to Okay. I mean, don't get me wrong. Like it's not like a, you know, two weeks in, I don't want to do it anymore. Okay, let's stick with it for a e- bit. Even if it was. <laughs> But yeah, yeah, true. Like, if, if you can genuinely look me in the eye and say, this isn't what I want to do anymore, mum, it's not aligned. Okay, we move. Like, mm-hmm. we'll find something else. And you know, the thing is, we say this, I know there are some people whose parents would, mm. you know, raise hell yeah. with something like that. So it's not everyone's experience, but, you know, yeah. you know your parents. Yeah, that's it. And even if you do have parents like that, they're not running your life. Like, if you're an adult, like... Do what makes you happy, yeah. regardless. That's it. Regardless. Cool. They cut you off? Cool. You know I mean, not cool. Not cool. <laughs> oh, I was out like to cut off my parents after this. But, but yeah, I don't. They actually don't need you when they're like 25. Yeah. Wow, yeah. Can't bring myself to think that far ahead, but <sighs> even when that time does come, you'll be free and just let your kids. Yeah do what they need to do explore the world and even us as adults as well our parents fall back mm. let us do what we need to do we have husbands who are kind of like more responsible yeah. for us now that's mad i still find that bad i've got a whole husband yeah and it's just, like i have to lean into i have to lean into the the fact that like he's he's responsible for me yeah that's what that whole thing about it at the wedding is about you know when the parent hands over yeah the bride to the man and it's not that women are defenseless and helpless but it's just I don't know maybe I'm more traditional in my thinking about the structure of the family but I just see the man as the leader of the house yeah that's how I see it I don't know like I know that not everyone looks at it that way no I get it I enjoy that structure because I don't want to be responsible for you know everything I get it I'm a bit of a damsel in distress (laughs) me personally I'm a damsel in distress I, I love that. I <laughs> I feel guilty about asking for help at all. If I need rest or I'm tired, yeah. oh, Janelle, can you do it? I am very, yeah. very happy with that. I will completely okay with it. And like you made, you made some, you made a point earlier, which I do relate to. Sometimes it's a bit of a trip, like seeing the way he's so good, like he's so good with our daughter, and he just he just mm. takes everything on and doesn't complain. Whereas sometimes with me, I feel like it's too much for me. Yeah. So it makes me feel like, are you better at, are you better at this yeah. than me? Yeah. I've got real things that like still, yeah. I've got a real so thing about it. It's a bit, it's a mm. bit of a trip. Like, wow, like, but then I have to remember he's the leader. Yeah. He's the leader. He's the leader. He's the leader. Yeah. Like this is, this, he makes it look effortless because he has to make it look effortless. Mm. Because if he looked like he was falling apart, I don't think I'd trust him to leave me nowhere. Yeah. Right. right. Like, can you really run this household? Because you look a bit like a scrambly mess. Yeah. Like, so they have they make it look easy. They have to make it look easy. They have to be strong so that the, mm. you know, the family looks up at you like, okay, you've got me. If we're in a 
um, jungle and being attacked and that he could take care of us and yeah. all of that was it. you got to feel that confidence in your man, right? That's it, yeah, 100%. Yeah, so maybe yeah. you do seem like you're stronger than me, but that's good. It's yeah, good that's advice. okay. Yeah. You. yeah. I don't want to be stronger than my man. Mm. No, that's, <laughs> do you know what? That that really hits, that really hits this one. I'm like, wow, because because of me being so, like, oh, I, I need to do it because why? 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 There's two of us. Yeah. I'm, I'm lucky enough that I'm not I'm not a single mum. And I don't know how single mums do it. I do not understand. They have to just adapt, adjust. Yeah. But it's not easy. Oh, like, that that alone would have sent me into season. But then again, you know what? Then again, I saw a TikTok. And one lady was like, being a single mum is easier for her than having her husband because her husband was useless. So he was just like, he was getting in the way. Yeah. So she finds life a lot easier without him in the way. Because at least you don't have to worry about this man that's just a hindrance and not a help. There. Yeah, that's true, actually. I yeah. didn't think of it like And that. I'm like, that's a good point. So if your man is useless, then it is just better to be a single woman. Yeah. Because at least I don't have to be stepping over this big man in a lump of lard and getting around. Yeah. <laughs> just like parents. Yeah. <laughs> trying to get around you and you're useless and you're whatless and all of those things yeah but if true. your man is helpful he's present. hands on yeah. present he's involved and he's leading you guys and he's taking care of things and he's sorting things out that's different yeah that is a level of support that i wish every mother had mm. because mm. you just it just changes things yeah like there are simple things that you can do when you have a man like that you just I couldn't even imagine not being able to do. If I need to go and have a nap, I can just be like, oh, I'm going to go have a lie down. There are women yeah. who can't just go and have a lie down. Yeah. Oh, God, I need a lie down. I need there are a lie down. can't just be like, oh, I'm going to go have a lie down quickly. Yeah. Like an hour. Like, they can't just do I that. Or, can't just dip out for an hour. Yeah, or there are days when I'm just overwhelmed and I just fancy going for a walk just mm. to clear my mind or just to relax myself. And there are women who are in like situations that they can't just do that. Yeah. And so I wonder what wellness and self-care looks like for women in those situations. And that's that sometimes mm. I think about that a lot. And I do have an episode where I was talking to my, my friend Rianne about this. Rianne, because she's in that situation, she's a single mom, and she talks about wellness in, in their house looks a little bit different. Yeah. And it's about that kind of getting the kids involved and getting them to understand, like, mommy mommy needs a minute yeah <laughs> but then they're kind of they grow up with empathy and understanding mm. that you know they've got to give mom a little bit of a moment to get her head together and stuff like that which i quite like and i think that just goes to show that you will figure it out you figure mm. it out you adjust you make sense of it and it just comes together like whatever your situation is you've just got to figure it out yeah 100 percent. and i think that's that's what it is with self-care and wellness in general it looks different to everyone. Yes. So you can't just kind of sit there and go, do these five things and you'll feel better. Mm. It's not about that. It's about finding, it's it's about listening to your body. Yeah. What does your body need? Sometimes it's not actually that it needs to go for a nap or something like that. Sometimes it's actually my body just needs to sit and rest. Mm. That's something that you can get your kids involved in. I did it last night. It had been a long day. I was like, right, let's let's just sit and watch a film. Mm. Like, we don't have to be up and playing all the time. Like, let's just chill. And Alex had popped out and we just had this nice moment where we um, sat on the sofa and we put on a film and we rested. And like you say, like, just getting your kids involved. Mm. That's it. For me, that's what I've been doing a lot recently. Like, I'm an extreme example, right? Like, I had to 
I had to navigate, especially in the early days where the seizures were worse and, and stuff like that, I had to navigate. What do I do in a moment where it's me on my own with the girls yeah. and I can feel one coming on? How do I navigate that? Um, and then how, how do I prevent it mm-hmm. as well? So it is little things like, actually, my body's telling me to rest. Right, girls, come on, let's, let's rest. And having that open and honest conversation with kids, I think yeah. we, we immediately want to protect them from everything. I did. I did not want to see let them see me have a seizure. I didn't want to let them. I, I didn't want them to see me at my most vulnerable. But it's inevitable at some point. Like yeah. we've been great in in managing it and then not being witness to a lot of it, especially the worst of it, especially like mm. the paralysis and stuff like that. I don't want them to see that. Um, but they have they have had to witness me having a couple of seizures. And now Jasmine's like, you're jiggling like a skeleton, <laughs> mummy. Um, but it's like, okay, mummy's feeling a, like, mummy's feeling quite burnt out now. So mm. let's let's just do this. Okay, yeah, let's watch a film or, oh, let's do our stretches. Like, yeah. because for me, that was one way I found help, like listening to my body and actually just having a stretch. So everything manifests in the body, yes. right? Like the trauma in, in the hips and, and not necessarily trauma, but like women just hold it in our hips that, I can feel in my body now where I might need to stretch a little bit because there's a bit of stress and tension there. And mm. now Justin's like, come on, let's do it, mummy. She gets her little mat out too and we just have a little stretch. Mm. I wouldn't say like I'm a yoga person, but I like I like having a good stretch. Mm. And I've incorporated that so that Jasmine does it too. Mara doesn't really like it. And that's cool. She's on her own path. <laughs> she just runs about it. Her she goes in like <laughs> a little art to pass at something. But we've all got a little something we yeah, can do. Yeah. If mummy needs a minute, okay, I'm going to rest and sit down. Well, I'm going to have a stretch. Jasmine, do you want to do it too? Yeah, cool. Let's do it together. Amara, you're not on that girl. You you run in your circles. You do your arts and craft. But it's, it's kind of finding moments in the day yeah. to have a minute. Because we can't, like we do sometimes, I still do. You've got like thing after thing after thing and you've got to get it done. Um, but not every day. Not every That's day. one thing I've learned. It doesn't have to be like that every day. And actually, we need a minute in the middle of the day. And the quicker we can get our children understanding that. Because mm. obviously children, like they're like Duracell bunnies. They just go, don't they? They're <laughs> so energetic. But actually, it's okay for you to rest too. Mm. You don't need to get this all of this energy out right now. Like, let's just take a rest and then we'll go to the park or then we'll mm. play this game. I think instilling that. Yeah, in their quickly. Yeah. They can understand it and they can have their compassion for you yeah. when you need it. And what kind of role model is that, right? If, like, like we were saying at the start, with just go, 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 that's not a good role model. Like, no. Th- th- even they know it, like, Mum, what are you doing? Like, yeah. And I don't want to, and that's one thing, no shade on my mum, I love her so much, but that's one thing I always remember from my childhood is my mum was always working. Mm -hmm. You go, girl, I have no, like, (laughs) I have no regrets in the way I was brought up. I did not have a bad childhood, but my mum was always working, Mm. right? And it's not that you, it's not that it impacts us negatively, Mm. but it's like also looking back and being like, mum, you didn't have to do all that. I wish you would have looked after yourself. Yeah. Because we hope to have our mum's for a long time. Yeah. And you don't want to wear your body out before I, like, you yeah. know, get to be an adult with you. And that's it. That's, that's. Take care of yeah. yourself so you can last longer for your children. Yeah. And show them that it's okay to take a minute. It's okay to rest. It's okay 
to say, do you know what? I don't want to do it today. Mm. Or, you know, cancel something because you don't want to go and not feeling like you have to. Yes. If Jasmine don't want to go to a birthday party, I do not force her to go to the birthday party. I love that. Like, you know, because it's about, oh, we've been invited. We have to go. No, we don't. If if you change your mind on the day, that is okay. If you don't want to go, it's it's fine. Oh, yeah, if it's your bestie, then... These are important lessons. Yeah. <laughs> These are important lessons that we you've need to learn. Yeah, you've got to show up and support. <laughs> yeah. But if at the, at the detriment of your mental health, like, if it's if it's not that deep, and it's, it's kind of not not that deep. Well, yeah, not that deep. If it's not that deep, why are you putting yourself through it then? Yeah. If you need to rest, rest. And that's a massive thing that I've... Again, I'm an extreme example because I literally <laughs> have seizures if I don't rest now. <laughs> But that's what my body needed. That's my body was like, um, you're going to listen. You are going to yeah, listen. one way or another. And that's, yeah, that's one thing now. You're going to get this rest. Yeah. That's the thing. When your body tells you to sit down, sit down. You better yeah. sit down. Don't... I don't know why who we think we are not listening. What? Why? When I don't know what we think we're going to achieve by not listening. Mm. But. That's it. Yeah. What What have you got to prove? It's counterproductive. Like? Yes. And um, honestly, it's serious. It's a serious thing. This is life. Yeah. Because the other option is you can die. Yeah. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I'm sure you all know that one. Yeah. Rest, rest, just listen to your body. Yeah. Listen to your body. So that's good. I like that. And I like these lessons. This is something that I think the main, the main takeaway right now is just listen to your body. 100%. Take away and be mindful and, um, uh, pay attention to detail when it mm. comes to your body and don't just kind of plow through the things that you know your body is telling you yeah and plow through the feelings that you're having um that's that's the key mm. that's the key here that's it and and it's, it's okay to feel I think especially after the birth of the Mara and blah 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 I just shut down my emotions I was a robot because I was in survival mode mm. And you need to let yourself feel, even if it's an emotion you don't want to feel, even if it's, you know, guilt or sadness or depression. You've got to let yourself feel it because it's not a bad thing. Yeah. We we say it's a negative. It's not a negative emotion. It's just an emotion and you need to, don't sit in it, sit with it. Let it pass through. And let it pass. Yeah. Because otherwise it gets stored in your body. And it won't leave. And it won't leave. This is it. Yeah. A friend of mine made a good point she said that after her traumatic labor she went to therapy everyone should go to therapy to work through it everyone should go to therapy and i had never considered therapy for labor like mm. after labor and that is a brilliant idea yeah i mean it's sad that we have to right that that i feel like it should be just what? standard your what? body did a big thing yeah and you need to process it you yes. need to process it all of these things yeah everyone should go to therapy no matter what that looks like to you, because some people, you can't. And I learned, I learned this working in the hospital. You can't, if you don't want to talk about it, don't talk about it because you're re-traumatizing yourself. If really? you know, if you're sat with a therapist and they're like, "Tell me what's what's wrong. Tell me everything. Talk about the experience." You're re-traumatizing yourself. You if you're not ready to talk about it, you're not ready to talk about mm. it. But there are other ways. Um, one of the things that I, the course that I've just done, is movement. Mm. Like you don't have to talk about it, but you can feel it, oh, and then you move. You point. move your body and let it go. Mm. And one of the takeaways from that: animals in the wild, they don't get depression and anxiety, cancer, and like well, cancer. Like they don't get these kind of diseases that humans get. 
Why? Because they don't let anything manifest in their body. They get, they have a threat. So I don't know, a lion is like trying to attack a gazelle. The gazelle's in threat, so they're in fight or flight or they're in freeze. Mm. Once the threat's gone, they breathe and shake it off. Mm. Which is why it's so sad seeing animals in the zoo because they are the best. Yeah. Yeah. There's a study about that. I can't remember it. But there's a study looking at animals in the wild versus animals in the zoo. And the zoo animals have the anxiety, the yes. depression, the stuff like that. Don't animals in the wild don't. Yeah. Because they will shake it off. Living in the zoo, yeah. what they're supposed to be doing. But yeah. these animals in the zoo are. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. a very sad thing to see. Yeah. But that is a lesson for us too. Like when you're not in your habitat, the habitat that you're supposed to be in, you're not in the environment that is good for you and you're the way you're built, it's going to affect your mental health. So when you're not in the right job yeah, or not in the right relationship or not in the right space or place, yeah, you're going to be one of those animals in the zoo. Just yeah. walking around sad, yeah. pacing the floor, depressed. People are looking at you. This is not where you belong. Yeah. You don't belong here. You need to go where you belong. Mm. And, um. And it's also a mental thing too, because those animals in the zoo are trained to believe that they just, I don't know, they, maybe they don't think they're animals. Mm. Maybe they don't realize that they could, they can literally eat the zookeeper. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and escape. Yeah. Maybe they've been like sedated to the point where they don't realize their power or their strength or like what they are built for. 100%. And we allowed ourselves to go through that too, like in certain jobs and environments where we, allow ourselves to just become numb to like what we're capable of which yeah. is it's sad seeing our, our brains rot away in certain spaces it really is yeah and our bodies just disintegrate yeah and because we're not giving ourselves what we need yeah allowing ourselves to access the resources that we need so that we can harness our power mm. kind of deep that is deep that's a whole <laughs> other episode isn't it yeah really? like basically that's kind of the it's so true and i feel like you know <laughs> that felt like one of those 2 a.m thoughts like yeah. you, know when you're, you know when you're talking at life <laughs> in the morning and then you just start coming up with me <laughs> sort of, you know the aliens at area 51 there's got to be more to this life <laughs> it's just one of those it's one of those thoughts those trains of thought but i'm glad i went to that train of thought because it's kind of it is representative of like just what we do to ourselves when we're not a hundred percent. I feel like when you're on your right path, everything is easier. Mm. It's not hard to live a good life. It's not hard to make money. It's not hard. Correct. It's not hard to be happy. It, it's not hard. We make it hard because we put ourselves in situations that dampen our spirit. Mm. We fit ourselves into holes that aren't our shape. Yeah. The, honestly, the minute I handed in my notice. It's like a weight just lifts off of you and you just realise, like, oh, man, like, there's more to life. Mm. At any moment, I could pick up and choose a new path. I I don't want to do this job anymore. Like, it's not making me happy. It's not serving me. It's not serving my family. Like you were saying, like, it was better for you. It was better for your husband. It's better for your kids. It's better for all of you. Yeah. (laughs) To resign from it. And now you're just happier. Yeah. We get caught in a cycle, don't we? We get caught in a cycle, especially with money and, like, I've got to pay my bills, I've got. Mm. Like, don't get me wrong, I had that. I was like, oh, my God, I've got a mortgage to pay. I've got, I've got bills. Like, I can't, I can't Even just quit. Even if you line up a new thing 
on the back of it so that when it's time to quit, you've got something to go into. Yeah. No one's saying you have to pick up and quit today. Yeah. But you can plan but to start escape. plan. Yeah. <laughs> that and that was it. I was planning my escape mm. all of last year. I was planning, 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 was, and then it was a bit of doubt. And actually, no, maybe I should just go back and and give it a go. But even even at that point when I made that decision, go back and give it a go. The back of my mind was, but you can always just go mm. because. You're, you're lucky enough that you can just pick up some supply if you need it. Yeah. I literally laughed about four weeks and I was like, here's a notice. See you later. You've got to do what's best for you. And I think Ooh. I'm also like that as well. Like, I know you're, you're taught, you're raised, when you're raised well, you're taught not to leave people in the lurch. Mm-hmm. But child, my mental health. Yeah. <laughs> so as much as like it goes against everything I've been taught, I really I struggled with that because obviously I was in a hospital and I was working with sick children and it's that was hard mm. because it was a I didn't tell them I was leaving until a week before I left because I was so scared mm. to tell them because they're sick yeah and at, like they're in a hospital and you know they're, they're all re- they're already feeling badly mm-hmm. because of the situation they're in let alone me who who spent that time and built up that relationship with them oh well, i'm off see you later like i really I totally suffered with that. that but i said to i said to them like it's, it's not it's not you it's me <laughs> i was like it's not you yeah, it's my mental health and I'm, I'm sure you can understand that we understand that and it was the easiest and i've left a lot of schools mm. and i struggled leaving schools but that was the easiest transition because they got it yeah. because of the because setting they were in and they were like, go, your mental health over everything, miss, go. I'm like, yeah. And you know what, with you, it's not even mental health, it's physical as well. Yeah, everything. <laughs> yeah. They got it. They were like, yeah, these alarms, they're, they're quite a lot. Like, there must be a lot on your brain, like, with your seizures and that. I'm like, yeah, it is. Like, that's how I've got to go. Okay, cool. Mainstream school, they wouldn't have got it, I don't know. They would have been like, why are you leaving us? Are you going to a different school? Mm. You don't like that school. <laughs> like, it's just different, isn't mm. it? But I was lucky with the setting I was in and the students that, that were there at the time. Mm. Love them. I'm glad you found your escape and you got out peacefully. Yeah. That is what it is. I love the victory story of somebody mm. coming out on the other end, understanding what their body needs, giving their body what it needs. And I yeah. am in a distress era. And I love that for you. <laughs> I love it for reasons. Yeah, I mean, I'm in distress, but yeah, like mm-hmm. this, this, this is your chapter where you are giving yourself everything you need. Stubborn Charlene is gone out of here. I'm not stubborn anymore. <laughs> this is my butterfly year. I've coined it. It's my butterfly year. Ooh, what does that mean? I'm. I don't know what I'm doing, but I'm doing something. I'm <laughs> yeah, flying. Yeah. yeah, I'm free. I'm free. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not it. chained. I'm not chained to the sister. Yeah, this is it. And yeah, the two AM thoughts are back. Yeah. <laughs> the tinfoil hat conversations. <laughs> that is so funny. <laughs> I love that. Thank you so much for coming. Oh, thank you, really Here, having this chat with me, talking about wellness. I feel better. I feel like now I'm, I can just go take a nap and. Right. I am giving myself like what my body needs. Charlene said so. Yeah. <laughs> Listen, I'm going home. I'm back to bed. I don't blame you. I don't blame you. Thank you so much. And you guys tune back next week for another good episode. Bye. Bye.